You're listening to the News Fuse. Stay in the loop with the most important headlines of the week. Brought to you by Freedomist. With over 36 million Mexican-Americans living in the United States, it only makes sense that Mexico's president, Andres Manuel López Obrador, visited the White House this week. President Trump and López Obrador were able to reach a compromise when they terminated the North American Free Trade Agreement, also known as NAFTA, and signed the declaration called the United States-Mexico-Canada Agreement. It was reported that Canada's Prime Minister Justin Trudeau was unable to attend the meeting, though, due to the rising numbers of coronavirus in the United States. NAFTA, an agreement from 1994, created a free trade zone between Canada, the United States, and Mexico. I hadn't realized that the United States' third largest trading partner is Mexico. That's right after China and Canada. While maintaining a free trade zone, the USMCA replaces NAFTA and brings many changes along with it. For instance, for vehicles sold between the countries, 75% of the parts must now be made in one of the three countries to ensure jobs stay local. It also requires wages to be at least $16 per hour when it comes to making these parts. On a different note, milk and other milk products will have less restrictions in crossing the borders. Canada will take more poultry and eggs, while the U.S. plans to take in more peanuts and peanut products. Many more aspects are involved, including new protections for whales and sea turtles. Trump says, quote, Today we celebrate the historic victory we achieved together just days ago when NAFTA was officially terminated, one of the worst trade deals in history, and replaced with a brand new beautiful USMCA, unquote. Black lives continue to matter and the United States feels the unrest that many communities have felt for years. White House Press Secretary Kaylee McKinney asked probing questions as to what the media's true intent is in reporting stories. New York City has doubled its shootings for the third straight week, and she says, quote, over the last seven days, shootings skyrocketed by 142 percent, unquote. In New York City alone, over the 4th of July weekend, there was 21 shootings that left 44 people shot and eight people killed. Children killed. Black lives lost. Yet the media hasn't focused on their names. One reason is the fact that the Black Lives Matter movement heavily influences what makes it into the headlines. BLM was started in 2013 as a call to action. They openly praise Marxism. They call to defund the police and encourage their supporters to move beyond, quote, the narrow nationalism, unquote. They say that they are, quote, guided by the fact that all black lives matter, regardless of actual or perceived sexual identity, gender identity, gender expression, economic status, ability or disability, religious beliefs or disbeliefs, immigration status or location, unquote. To some, it seems black police officers and black Trump supporters are excluded from that list. With the school year fast approaching, cities across the country are making decisions on whether or not to send their kids back to school. Many schools are set to receive federal relief funding with the CARES Act in response to the coronavirus. This week, though, five states led by California and Michigan announced they are suing Education Secretary Betsy DeVos and her department after she set a rule allowing the over $13 billion in relief funds to be used in private schools as well as public schools. While they say these funds are meant for low-income students, DeVos holds to her position that every school has been affected and thus should receive relief based on total enrollments. Just last week, the Supreme Court ruled against the discrimination towards religious schools when it comes to tax credit, saying it violates the Free Exercise and Equal Protection Clause of the United States Constitution. But will schools be open at all this year? 
Trump tweeted that he disagrees with the CDC on their, quote, very tough and expensive guidelines for opening schools. While they want them to be open, they are asking schools to do very impractical things, unquote. Trump also disagrees with the World Health Organization's handling of the coronavirus and notified Congress that the United States will officially be removed in July of 2021. You can always find both agreements and disputes each week as you catch up on the latest news. That's the beauty of the United States of America, the freedom to express our thoughts and to freely speak. If we stop yelling and start thinking, these differences have the ability to promote growth. In 2016, during her final commencement address as First Lady, Michelle Obama said, quote, Here in America, we don't let our differences tear us apart. Not here, because we know that our greatness comes from when we appreciate each other's strength. Unquote. She continued saying, we are all in this together. Let's keep this in mind as we work through the great divides troubling the United States this week. Thanks for listening to this episode of The News Fuse. For more great content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Or visit us online at freedomist.us. That's freedom, I-S-T-S, dot U-S. Until next time. Stop yelling and start thinking.